0: Welcome to the Uncensored Society podcast, where guests share their insights, experiences, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And now, your host, Kay Suthar.
1: Guys, I have an amazing speaker for us this week. Our next speaker is a leading social impact influencer. She has four law degrees from the top schools around the world, from the Universities of London and Cambridge, and two from Stanford Law School. She's received three highly prestigious international academic awards, was a Cambridge Commonwealth Scholar, a Fulbright Fellow, and Lieberman Fellow. She now is a tenured law professor in Mississippi and specializes in intellectual property law. She's here today to share with us how to integrate a social impact mission into your business model for business growth and increased profitability and sales. Please welcome Alina Boyt, the founder and CEO of the Change Maker Institute. Oh my goodness, Alina! Thank you for coming onto the podcast.
0: Thank you, Kay. It's such a pleasure to be here today.
1: Now we did have a short conversation um, prior to this, um, and you were telling me about you know how businesses. You know, you they have a mission, right? You have a mission to serve the world, but then integrating that into, you know, working alongside possible charities and to help other charities extend that externally outside of your business is something that's really important. And the reason why I brought you onto this podcast was because. I was having those exact same thoughts regards to uncensored society, right? And I was like, well, if I'm thinking about that and you're talking about it, there is clearly a need to know how to do this and also why it's so important when it comes to business growth, right? So I'm looking forward to all the golden nuggets that you're gonna be sharing with um, all of us and teaching us more about that. But before we get into the whole nitty gritty, First of all, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what you did before stepping into the, this business that you've now built.
0: Yeah, Kate, thanks so much for that, that question. So um, as you mentioned earlier, I still am a law professor, so I never really left, so I don't have like a previous job. I still am a tenant law professor in Mississippi College in the, in the U.S. Okay. Um, but I, I guess I started the, the business together, in conjunction with being a law professor. And I guess to the question about why did I start the business, um, you met my daughter, yeah. <laughs> she, she really is she really is the inspiration behind the Changemaker Institute because you know, and to, to cut a really a really long story short, um, I was inspired by a priest a visiting priest who came to the to the church that we regularly attend. And my daughter at that time was maybe about two and a half, three. And he talked about how poor some parts of the world is. Mm. And how some um, some places in Africa, women who stayed home or the men worked in the fields had to choose between who to feed because they didn't have enough food. Oh, wow. And many times the men would have it would take priority because they were the ones who were bringing in, you know, who would, who would um, work in the field and be able to sell the produce and then bring money back. So they took priority. And sometimes the, the mother would have to say to the child that today is not your turn to eat. Mm-hmm. And and when the priest said that, and he say there has to be a world where a mother never has to say to a child that today is not your turn to eat. And my daughter was right there next to me in the pew um, and I started crying. I just started crying. Um and and a lot of things came together around that time because my daughter was growing up and you know, we were talking about wanting to bring her out to San Francisco, the, the Pacific to to see the whales. Mm-hmm. And we just never had the time. We still haven't done that. And I keep thinking, well, I I want that, I want the whales to still be there when we eventually do have the time to go and see them when she grows up. You know, so there were a lot of things that came together that I was I was conscious before but it, it wasn't a, an urgency until I had my daughter so she's wow. the inspiration behind what we're trying to do with the Changemaker Institute
1: amazing amazing and so I've got to ask you so you know you never left law you're doing law and I know that is you know uh, an industry that's very go 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 high demanding how do you balance the two
0: that's a that's an awesome question. There, that, that is a really good question. You know, with law, a lot, of, a lot of lawyers um end up burnt out because of the, you're right, it's it's a constant movement forward. And not only do you have paperwork to do and in, in court filing, you have to deal with clients. And when usually when people come to lawyers, they uh they come with problems, right? So you you, you <laughs> never go to a lawyer with for, you know, for wellness, right? You you go to a lawyer because you have a problem. So a lot of lawyers end not burnt, burnt out. And, and as a law professor, I was, I was very attuned to that. I was very, very con- conscious of that. Um And and the Changemaker Institute, a lot of what we're trying to do there as well is, is create a mindset shift okay. where you, you, you know, and I'll, I'm happy to talk a little bit more about this later, but... But it, it's really focusing on what you're what you're really good at, you know, what, what's your core strengths and focusing on that and creating impact from that space. Mm. And, and many of us end up in law because you know our, our fathers were lawyers or our mothers expected us to be lawyers, right? And or we have that type A personality where where there's this natural need to achieve. Um and sometimes the the our real purpose takes the back seat while we do all that. That's true. That's very true. Okay.
1: And so I heard, Alina, that you have this very unique ability and you're actually known to, to see how businesses can be socially and environmentally impactful. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So so all businesses okay, you know to be honest every single business has an impact yes and sometimes we, we don't know that yes. and and what's what's more problematic is sometimes the impact is negative <laughs> we still don't know that right right but, but the the what we're trying to do is is help the businesses help businesses see the positive impact they can potentially have mm-hmm. and so the the way we do that is is getting them you know, we talked a little bit about purpose just now. You know, and at, at the core of every business is is an individual, yes. right? Regardless of you know what we teach in law, you know, it's a separate legal entity. A business is a separate legal, legal entity, but at the very core are, are people, and that core group of people will usually have a collective, right? If it's if it's if it's a single entrepreneur, it's you and you and what your purpose is, but if it's a bunch of you working together at the core, you will have collective experiences and collective. Um, knowledge and expertise that forms the core of what you're really really good at right usually usually your purpose or that the core expertise is what what your impact is going to be in the world
1: okay i see and then that makes a lot of sense so tell us a little bit about um, you mentioned to me previously before this episode about you know um picking charities that work well with your business and how that is a positive for your business and growth. So why should people do this? And also how do you then decide which charity you want to be working with?
0: Yeah, so so um the very first question, Kay, why should people do this? Why would why would you want to work with the charity? And the reason is we all have limited resources. Mm-hmm. So whether whether that limit in resource is in terms of the, the potential outreach we can have, right? Or the, potent, the potential expertise that we have or the potential know-how that we have, we are limited in our ability to make an impact one way or another. Sometimes we don't have the money. Sometimes we don't have the right connections, right? Sometimes we don't have the right we're not able to to reach out to the right stakeholders, mm-hmm. right? And, if, and when I we talked about purpose, once you've identified your purpose, you want to see who's who's aligned with you.
1: Ah,
0: okay. Right? Who Who is aligned with you in in furthering that purpose? So, for example, look at the Change Maker Institute. Our core expertise, and you know, because of my background in intellectual property and the people that that are within my team our core expertise is really on businesses and innovation and creativity right and making an impact by teaching people how to be more innovative how to be more creative and how to create impact Mm -hmm. Um, but there's only so far we can reach we have to partner with people who are uh connected to to that space so that we can spread our message, right? Like, for example, coming on this podcast is a form of partnership because I'm getting my message out. I would not be able to reach people if not for you. Right, right. So let's just say you, you, you and and let's replace you with a, a nonprofit organization or a charity, right? So you would partner with an, an organization. So let's just say in your case, if your focus is on marketing and teaching People a very specific um, way to do marketing to create impact, mm-hmm. right? You want to partner with organizations and and um, nonprofits and charity that that actually have the people, right, or have the resources that you you actually lack.
1: Like okay. The audience. All right. right. And so, where would if people are thinking about thinking about doing this? How would you even begin and start to look at? The different you know um, charities out there
0: yeah so you you want to I I guess I I would have to take you several steps back to really know to get you to really think about in your audience to think about really what the um, your purpose is once you're once you're really clear on that then we know which organization to work with
1: ah okay all right I see and so Elena, you mentioned you know you you work in law, right? And you've gone through many different stages, qualifications, studies. I know because I was a law student myself, and it, there's a lot of different steps that you have to take, right? And keeping up with the different laws that come out as well. So we know that you are a you're a professional, you're an expert when it comes to law. But what actually qualifies you as an expert? when it comes to you know aligning yourself with a non or charities and building a business um on that side of things
0: um that's a really good question Kay. um so right you're right my my expertise really my core training and in, in in if you want to call and um what what I'm what I do on a day-to-day basis, it's, it's intellectual property law. So I, t- I teach law and I spend a lot of time thinking about intellectual property. Right. But in terms of social impact and making an impact, um, that stems from what I understand about society and, and how we progress as a society as a result of what I've studied as a student.
1: Okay. All right. So... so if- is personal experience and the things that you've seen, or heard, and been around.
0: Yes, and 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 I, that I draw from. So a lot of the things that um, we didn't talk about this earlier, I and mean, we talked before, but a lot of the things that we we teach in the Change Maker Institute is really to understand how people think, and how people, right. and how making an impact, the the impact that you can make can be potentially a lot more. Sustainable if we understand how people think, and if we can change norms about people's biases, if we can change norms that surround people's heuristics—you know, short shortcut way of thinking—then yeah. we change something very fundamental, right? So there's no point talking about diversity or equity if if the biases are still there, right?
1: Ah, okay. And so we need to get rid of the biases that we've develop through negative experiences um, in order to then kind of evolve, grow and progress in a positive way um, exactly. and move forward. All right. So that, that must be a hard thing to do, right? Especially if you've been carrying these biases for so many years, how do
0: you, how do you remove that? So so that, that happens on two levels. One is checking your own biases. And I think that's the easy thing, okay. you know, being aware, right? So being aware, okay. Uh what am I how how am I looking at the world that could potentially marginalize someone else, right? And it's it's being conscious and being proactive in the way you look at things. And I think that's the easy part. The more difficult part is pointing out other people's biases that is actually causing the in- inequity, changing the norms around other people's biases. Oh, so wow. it's not it's not enough, I think, in my, in my view. It's not enough to have affirmative action or, you know, having more people of color in an organization when there are systems in the organization that do not empower them.
1: Ah, okay. When
0: we talk about social impact, one of the things that we teach in, this, in the Changemaker Institute is to look at the very systems that are actually causing the problem that you're trying to solve.
1: I see, I see. So, Alina, I wonder if you could teach a principle to our audience today right now that they can relate to and implement in their business straight away. Are you able to do that for us today?
0: Yeah, for sure. Let me see. A a really easy principle to implement, if you want to create social impact, Mm -hmm. is to design solutions that... That, that you want to introduce that can do three things. Number one, if you're using technology what, what, or or any kind of um, supporting infrastructure, make sure that that technology or infrastructure is feasible, that it works, okay. right? And that, and that people can actually use it. Number two, make sure that whatever solution that you're providing is economically feasible, that sorry, economically viable. So technologically technologically feasible, economically viable. In other words, you, someone is willing to pay for it and you can make money from the solution that you're providing because you have to sustain your social impact. Yeah. So te- technically feasible, it must work. Number two, it has to be um, econ- economically viable. Someone has, people have to pay for it. It has to be a market. Right. And number three, it has to be user desirable that means people actually want it I nice. so many times when we design things and we put things out there hoping to create an impact one of those things are missing right. maybe the technology doesn't work right so you need to make sure the technology works or maybe it's something that is so great technology is perfect but nobody wants to pay for it it's not something that people want
1: yeah no, no and I agree with you there because I feel like What a lot of people do when they're first starting out, they have an idea. Oh, my God, I've got this wonderful idea. I'm going to start a business on this. But they don't actually do the research and see if it's something that the market wants. Is it going to sell, right? And we get stuck in our own heads coming up with all these different ideas, creating it, spending time and money creating it, and not actually looking at, but what are the markets saying to us, right? (laughs) And so that is most important thing to do. And I totally agree with those three steps. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I wonder, Alina, do you have a couple of um success stories that you can share with us today?
0: Yeah, so I, I, I guess uh, to follow up on the the three things that I was talking about user, desirability, techn- technological, feasibility, and market viability, economic viability. Um, one of the success stories we've had is we ran a, a recent design thinking workshop, seven weeks, on each one of the design thinking steps to actually address those three things. Cool. So to get the people who were actually – and it was free. We, we ran it free. We, it was a community-building event. Anyone could attend. We promoted it on LinkedIn. And we've had um, between – Sometimes there were five, but sometimes there were 25 people who would show up. And we would give them templates to get them thinking about uh, those three things. Right? How do we design uh, a solution in a way that actually addresses those three th- things? And uh, for the design thinking process, it's a seven-step process. Okay. But you start you start by really understanding your program your problem by conceptualizing it and then you start testing it and you you prototype, you 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 build a prototype, and then you put the prototype back out in the market and you gather information and then you reflect and then you, you go through the entire process all over again, mm-hmm. right? To keep to keep reiterating the solution so that those three things, uh three components are are met. So that's that's one example. Um, another example, I know. I know you're really supportive of female entrepreneurs. Right. So one of our, one of our clients is a, uh, and, and we're still working with her. And her goal is really to raise impact investment. Ah, okay. Um, but but we're working on her with um, the impact that she's making in terms of designing furniture for pet that is sustainable oh. and part of the restorative economy where. She's very careful about the, the material that she uses to actually put the furniture together, making sure that it complies with environmental standards. so we're helping, we're help, helping her with that impact so that when she eventually did, comes to... Sorry so
1: did you say she's creating furniture for pets? Yes. Okay, so you' got to tell us a little bit more about that because I'm, I'm in my head I'm thinking you know of a sofa for a dog. Right, or a chair for a dog. What kind of furniture are you talking about here?
0: Yeah, so maybe I wasn't as clear as I could have been. It may, it's probably, let me refresh that, it probably is furniture for humans with a pet crate embedded in it. uh, So so it's like a sofa with, it may be a sofa with a, or a a table or a coffee table that, that underneath it is a a self contained, comfortable pet crate that keeps a pet calm. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so so it's it isn't really pet furniture, but it's furniture <laughs> for people that 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 allows them to contain their pets in the home comfortably.
1: Ah, awesome. Okay. So it is a very different, I guess, very different um concepts and different businesses and mm-hmm. different ways on how you can really impact your business um, and making sure you know you're kind of keeping to the the environment and being safe and you know just kind of making sure that you're doing the right thing for the planet so that's really interesting because both the two things that you're doing right law and you know creating an impact are two very different things Right. Um, but you have found to figure out how to bring them together and how to make it work, because there is a need for both. So that's awesome. Now, I know at this stage, Alina, people are thinking, oh, my God, how do I learn more about what Alina is doing and how do I contact her? So where can they go to connect with you?
0: The best place to start is our website, so www.changemakerinstitute.org. And if, if this is a topic that really interests you and, or your audience, I really encourage you to get on our social impact readiness assessment. So there is a 10-question assessment that will help you assess where you are um, in terms of the your readiness to create impact. Um, that's one. It's It's right on our website. You won't miss it. Once you get there, you'll see it. Brilliant. Um, but if you if you scroll down our web page, there's also a place to sign up for our newsletter. And that's the, the second best way to keep in touch with us because we send weekly newsletters out about what's happening in the social impact space and what's happening with the Changemaker Institute. And if there's any way I can support your audience, I'm happy to help as well. So you can also email me at alina, A-L-I-N-A at changemakerinstitute.org.
1: Amazing, thank you so much, Alina. And guys, don't forget if you've missed any of those links or you didn't quite catch them, they are in the show notes below. So make sure you scroll down um, and connect with Alina. I encourage you to do so because she's doing great things and she'll be the best person to advise you and get you on the right track. Alina, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. So many golden nuggets. Um, and I'm sure there's gonna be so many of us be able to take so much of that information away with us and start implementing it in our businesses. So thank
0: you. Kate. Thanks for having me. It's such a it's been a fun conversation.
1: Most definitely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Society podcast at www.uncensoredsocietypodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get this and every other episode that's coming out. We have lots of great stuff coming so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.